Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Without getting too much into the weeds of what transpired Monday night in Cincinnati, just I mean, from the outside perspective, what do you make of the situation that did unfold with Bill Safety, DeMar Hamlin, and the response of the medical personnel on hand to tend to him in that moment? Yeah, I, I think first and most foremost to their to their credit, um, I didn't I didn't watch the uh, the interaction. I was working clinically in the ER last night. I didn't watch it in real time. But um, first and foremost is to talk about the, the preparation on behalf of these types of events. Uh, the, the incumbent on the team, the NFL, the Players Association, is, is certainly a reliance on an effective, established emergency action plan, um, for which you don't want to ever see anything like this, but. Um, you certainly do want to have those preparations in place. And it seemed very much from the outside that they had all the available players, um, not the players themselves, but the, the medical players as far as you know, physicians, EMTs, athletic trainers, paramedics, available on-site ambulance in which they could immediately go out there and tend to whatever the emergencies are. It has become known that CPR was administered to Hamlin along with the help of an AED machine um, within those first few moments after he did collapse to get his heart back up and going. Just how critical is it in those moments, those first few moments for the Bills and the other medical professionals on hand to be able to be there and administer the CPR so fast? Well, any, any consideration for uh, cardiac arrest, um, you keeping in mind there that if CPR is activated, um, whatever the cause is, it's because somebody's heart is not effectively beating at that time. Um, and, and as a result of that, um, because their heart is not beating, they're they're not breathing as well. Um, so any of the effectiveness of blood pumping around the body to obviously keep us living um, at that point has stopped. So it's almost irrelevant what the cause is at the moment. In fact, it, it's not possible many times to even understand what the circumstance is. Now, you can postulate that. Um, there are certainly things reasonable where you can look at the situation, if it's trauma, medical, um, age, medications, whatever the circumstance might be. But certainly the availability of those resources to start CPR on that time frame and just keeping in mind of what CPR is trying to accomplish in the first place. I mean, pressing mechanically on somebody's chest is squeezing the heart from the outside of the body when it's stopped on its own. Um, so it will automatically refill blood as it recoils, but then you press again to push it throughout the body. And, and clearly what we're attempting to do here is to supply the vital organs, the brain, the kidney, the liver, the heart itself um, with enough oxygen and supply so that that tissue itself does not start to die. Um, you can imagine then that under those circumstances, any time frame that's significant in between, um, you talk about loss of down to molecular level within the body and the body systems, loss of that over time, the longer of the time frame we put in, uh, the, the more catastrophic and sometimes the, the worse the outcomes that happen. So absolutely getting hands on chest for CPR um, by a bystander or professional rescuer to try to, uh, to try to circulate blood. And the next step of that is to try to figure out what the cause is so that we might be able to get the heart to be restarted.
Well, the people that were on the field went quickly into action and had the wherewithal to act the way they did to help save Hamlin. There are plenty of people in the community out there that may not either know how to properly administer CPR or maybe learn years ago, but have not been brushed up on it in years. From your perspective, just how important is it for more people to know how to administer CPR in any situation where a person may be having a cardiac event and become unresponsive? You know, there's certainly training that goes along with this, and I think um, First and foremost, we have to talk about who is the person that's potentially going to administer CPR in a community setting. And you think um, there's an activation change. We call 911. There's an expectation that an ambulance is on the way. And even under the perfect circumstances, all of that may very well be true. But there's a serious gap in that. And the gap that, that exists might be somewhere between 9, 11, 12 minutes in which in the, the system anticipates an ambulance and first responders are on the way. However, when they're on the way to get to you, what do we do in those circumstances? So initial access by first responders are generally lay rescuers. So let's just start with the idea that if you're the type of person that has said, I would like to engage in that, because some people are not. They're, on, they're, not, they're not comfortable with it. But for the most part, the lack of engagement for lay rescuers in these circumstances is because they're afraid of doing something wrong or they're afraid of potentially hurting a patient. And, and frankly, they might be afraid that there's some litigation that might be um, encountered in this, and they just don't want to get involved. But the Good Samaritan laws in almost every single state protect against this. And I think the first thing to do is if you decided you might be the individual who would want to jump into action, um, there's really simple strategies and some technique of CPR of getting on the on the chest and push hard, push fast is called a hands-only CPR. And it's directed towards community members that don't have a lot of medical training, but certainly um, understand the interface of doing CPR in those situations. There's no breathing component. Um, there's no rescue airway things. It's just getting on the chest and trying to push hard and fast so that we can keep the blood circulating until professional rescuers arrive. That type of training is available for anybody. And the concept of that means that as soon as an injury or an illness might happen that results in cardiac arrest, the, the person that may save you is the person that's standing next to you. Um, in many cases, that may be an EMS professional or a professional rescuer, but in most cases, it probably is not. And I think the second the follow-up to that is that clinically, there is no better tool out there than in automatic external defibrillator. The AED and the concept of that and what it's able to recognize in almost an automatic fashion involves a few buttons. You put some pads on, on a patient's chest, you press a few buttons, and the machine does all the analysis and tells you what to do um, with that patient. And if there's a potential um, shockable rhythm in those situations, it's absolutely game-changing. Dr. Bart, is there anything else that you want to add in terms of advice or tidbits for anyone that may either find themselves in a situation where they are needing to perform um, CPR or needing the use of an AED machine or anybody that is interested in becoming more knowledgeable um, with regards to those procedures? Um, that's a great question. And um, I think first and foremost is we have to activate the chain. There is a cascade of response that needs to happen within emergency medicine. So as calmly and collectively as we possibly can there, the first thing we don't need people to do is to take out their phones and take a video. That doesn't really help anybody, but if you're going to take your phone out, then dial 911, know where you are, give them a callback number so we can get the right resources there, because sometimes we may be in a bit of an obscure place. It's a, it's a park. It's on several floors in a building. Um, it's a little bit off the beaten path. So having some accuracy of that, that's the first chain of survival is to activate the system. Uh, after that, if somebody chooses to be involved in this, then that's wonderful. I mean, there's, there's 
there's nothing more altruistic than somebody saying from a community perspective, they want to be involved to help a perfect stranger in a life and death situation. Um, so under those circumstances, if somebody needs to be brushed up or familiarity on, on, on CPR, I think the, the places to look for that are the, the websites for the American Heart Association, um, the American Red Cross. They run community types of courses through county and state level programs. And many agencies out there, um, like our local ambulance partners, are running community access programs because they understand that a vital component of a first uh, responder is, is certainly where they're there to support. However, a community member that's just out there as community access um, and what we call public access defibrillation, that the first person to be able to deliver that care in the most time-sensitive conditions provides the best outcomes for patients. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 